Broadcasting from high above the reserve, this is Radio Harambe. Jumbo, everyone, and welcome once again to another episode of Radio Harambe. I'm Dave McBride, broadcasting the Radio Harambe studio. Joining me in studio, as always, Safari Mike. How are you? Jumbo, Dave, how are you? I am suffering, as one could probably hear, from the effects of a cold. Boo-hoo. Yeah, I know. But uh, <laughs> we'll fire through it. And uh, Mike, in all of his kindness and understanding of my situation, has volunteered to pretty much take over this show. Well... And uh, leave me little to even discuss. Um, the theme for today is Grill Falls, correct? Yes. And we are going to offer you ten things. Ten di- things you didn't know okay. about Gorilla Falls. But I know you have some updates you want to get to before we get oh, to Oh, yeah, that. that's true. So a couple of things. Dave, when we recorded our listener question show... We recorded that, what, a good month ago? Yeah, it's been a while. That so a was, that was in the can we, for a bit. Yeah, a couple of things <laughs> that we talked about, uh, specifically with Avatar, um, have, co- have have been answered. Let's put it that way. Okay. Uh, one of the things we talked about was we were debating whether or not Satuli Canteen was going to be counter or service or a sit-down. We now know it is going to be a counter service because okay. we also know... It's going to be part of the My Disney Experience app. So while you're walking around the park, you can order your dinner. Yeah, I did read that. Yeah. Um, There's going to be 15 restaurants. Most of the uh, ones in Animal Kingdom that are not Yak and Yeti are going to be, all of them that are not Yak and Yeti will be part of this. Um, So you can, as you're walking around, you can order on your app. And then when you get there, say, I'm here and get your food. Um, You know, other restaurants, Starbucks does this, for example, you know, in the... I know Dave's a big fan of Starbucks. I so. love it. Love um, it. So we do know that's going to be a counter service, but probably the bigger uh, issue is when we were talking about the attractions, we talked about whether or not we thought it was going to be a tier system for fast passes at Animal Kingdom. And we do know that you will only be able to get one of the two Avatar rides as a fast pass. So they're sort of tiered. You can't book both of them. As fast passes. For a single day, you just can't book both of them? Right. So in other words, if you are... That's absurd. They're different tiers, essentially. Well, I guess they're worried that everybody, at least for the first few months, so what? do both of them. So what? Well, then you run out of fast passes fast. Well, we had that problem, obviously, with Frozen. I don't know if this is going to be something that's going to... Ridiculous. Um, ...continue for the long term. It might just be a, let's, let's see what happens over the summer with uh, the crowds at Avatar. They're really, I think, expecting huge crowds for Avatar. They're really pumping yeah. advertisements. They're really doing the whole blitz they really uh, internet are. stuff. They really are going crazy for And it was such a big movie that everybody loved that I can't imagine. <laughs> so, so at least for the temporary time there'll be tier system at uh, at uh, at, uh, at animal kingdom which right. uh, i think we both said we didn't think it was going to happen and we were both 
dead wrong. Well, just to clarify, it's not a tier system. They didn't put it in a tier. They literally said just these two. Right. Like, I think, I mean, I think the not... thrust of a lot of people's questions was, when it comes in, will we now get a tier system for everything? Right. So, you know, you, you, like tier one would be Rivers of Light. Right. Pandora, right. we'd be having Epcot style. Yeah, we'd have an Epcot style tier system, which we, or, which we're not getting. No, not right, not right now. We're I think, just getting a ridiculous. I think they're sort of just feeling the waters right now to see where we go. You know how this is going to work. Um, I mean, uh, I don't know. I guess we'll see. Anything but, else that we we need to? I guess uh, that's it, right? Uh, well, you made a mistake. I think you were talking no. about. We were. I did. Yeah, we were talking about. I was listening to it for you know for whatever reason. I listened to it. I don't know why. Um, you were talking about how the castle over in Fantasyland looks very small. Yeah, weren't you, you? I was talking about the Little Mermaid one. Weren't you referring to Beauty and the Beast when you were saying that? The one off in the distance. I was referring to basically. Well, I was referring to basically all of. New Fantasyland, because all of New Fantasyland uses a different force perspective right. scale than anyone. If I was talking about a specific, you know, um, castle or one specific item, I'm not really sure about that. Okay. But 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 my general criticism of it is that it just takes place in a scale that's not the same as the rest of the park. Okay. And that that causes the problem. I mean, the force perspective scale they use on the on the Cinderella's castle is gigantic. I mean, it yes. is a huge castle that looks like it has a couple of extra floors to it. So the scale is like a much broader scale when they use, and that makes it look like I think the word I use that make that makes New Fantasyland look like a train layout because it's dwarfed by what they do in the perspective for the rest of the park, like what you have in Main Street and what you have in. Um, Okay. The old fantasy land. I guess. Uh, if I said uh, I we were castle, I have no idea. But we were, I think we were talking broadly about okay. about new fantasy land. Are you ready to dive into the so, 10 things you didn't know? Because before we start, yes. The, another mistake I made is um, a good friend of the show, Cassie. I told, I said her Twitter handle was Dole Whip <laughs> Daily. It's actually Dole Whip Swirl. And there is a Dole Whip Daily. Yeah, there is. I think it's... Uh, so you confused her handle with somebody else? I think so. That's controversial. It is controversial. Especially considering this is this show was actually her brainchild. That was a very controversial show for you in general. Mike. Why is that? Well, you, you made a lot of waves in that show. <laughs> for once, finally. For once in my life. I don't know what you're talking about. Finally, somebody else was getting... Guff for what he said on this show, other than me, because it's almost always what, me. What, Dave? Pray tell. What are you referring oh. to? Was there only that one person that you got? Because I got an email about it too, and you I got an just, email? I was just looking for it and I threw it away. Um, yeah, I got an email that said they didn't like the way you. I bashed uh, a certain how mean you were to their to their most favoritist <laughs> podcaster in the whole wide world. Right, can, can I just say something about that real quick? Yeah. I will concede that his show is well produced. Here. I will concede Here's where it is. that his uh when he does historical like that kind of show, they give you a lot of information. You cannot listen to him with critical thinking because he has no credibility. Oh Mike. Here we go again. Do you want to read the email? It's not an email. It was a uh, 
uh, rating on iTunes. <laughs> oh, we got a rating on iTunes? We got two ratings. One oh, March 7th saying that we hate everything, we're so negative, and they just don't listen to us. Oh, that's fine. Don't listen. Um, and that's, that's the, you can hear, we're actually live in the wild. You can hear the... Uh, <laughs> animals outside um the other one wrote read these this is a great one and i have to read the whole thing because it's written so wonderfully uh two brothers talk about animal kingdom (laughs) boring i think the best part of their podcast is the intro outro music that's me baby i have subscribed for a year and listened to most of the shows i listen not because they are fascinating or well-spoken or easy on the ears they are not easy on the ears i listened because i thought maybe i could have a shared experience Whatever that means. Maybe oh, that was me driving them. Anyway, uh, maybe they would talk about a wonderful experience with insight and celebration of that experience. Nope. Not for a year that I listened. Do they go any deeper than their own petty views of a great place? See? There you oh go. Oh, my. The thing God. that had me unsubscribed today was episode 109. Slamming another podcaster, Lou Mangello of WDW Radio, was the final straw. Good. Bye. And if they are boring and they are trolling their peers by saying the other podcast is terrible, then these two have issues and I don't need to be part of it. First of all, I think it's very important. What's the name of the person? Hold, hold on. Okay. Hold on. <laughs> I think it's very bungalow 33. I think it's okay. very important for everyone to understand. Wait a minute. That these two and they is not accurate. I never said anything about Wumangelo. There's no, only was, one I, I, person here responsible for turning this into a dump on Lou Mangello fest. Well, first of all, it's okay. only like two only minutes one. at the end of the show. And second of all, I'll take full it's, credit. It's very important to understand, I don't listen to Lou Mangello. I don't oh, neither do I need Lou Mangello. If Lou Mangello sat down here next to me and ordered a drink at the bar, I wouldn't know who he was. Oh, come on. I wouldn't know who he was, Mike. You I wouldn't don't, recognize him? Of course not. Oh, I recognize him. I wouldn't know him. <laughs> I was about a mile away. I have no idea. I have no clue who he is. I mean, maybe years and years ago I would have, but it's been 10 years since I even read any of his stuff. Oh, yeah, well, that's fine. And the extent of which I read was his first trivia book. You wouldn't recognize him, though? How would I Mike, he's Lou Mangello. He's not Leonardo DiCaprio. Why would I recognize Lou Mangello? He's not on television. He's not on anything. Why would I recognize him? He's on television, but that's neither here nor there. He is. Well, he's often on news. Well, <laughs> half of this stemmed from the to get fact Mike that to hang himself again. he was on the Orlando. Well, he was written. He written up in the Orlando Sentinel saying how Frozen didn't belong in Norway, and then on a show he went on and on about what a great idea. Right, I know he's Norway. now. I know he's now in, paper, in newspapers and in in, in, in in local right. Orlando news. And they people call tell on me, him. yeah. So people tell me that he actually appears on those things occasionally too. Yeah, and, and I, I remember there was one where the, the the host tried to. Does he live down there? I thought he lived no, in New no. Jersey. I oh no, he hasn't lived. In, no, he hasn't lived in New Jersey. In well, years. that was the last time I listened to or knew. Oh no, he's a lifestyle. Any stuff now. of of Lou Mangello was. Oh, no, no, down there was no, no, when he lived here. He lives there now. He lived like in. Scotch Plains or someplace. He makes money because he goes and, and, and does tours in the park. He does? Oh, yeah. Good for him. Good but for he, you, he's essentially, my, my point he was is, a lawyer. <laughs> he was. Um, t- tells you how much you can actually make as a lawyer. He, <laughs> he, he is essentially a paid marketing employee for Disney. Paid by Disney? He's not paid directly by Disney, but they let him do whatever he wants in the parks because he doesn't say a bad thing about him. He's essentially a paid employee of Disney. Well, Mike, maybe we need to start talking better about Disney. Uh, I would love to not have I to pay for my trips. I actually do pay for myself, so that's, I'm fine with it. I'd love to not have to pay for my trips. 
And uh, by the way, Bungalow 33, his name is Bungalow. Does this mean he's one of the four or five people that spent $7,000 to rent one of those bungalows and t- tomorrow $700 to rent one of those bungalows? I'm sure tomorrow? it is. Oh, Lord. I'm sure it is. What can I tell you? That's Pixie who he is. Duster. But I, I uh, <laughs> again, that was Mike, not Dave. <laughs> I don't want my name tagged on your Twitter complaint <laughs> because Mike said something. I'm, I'm I'm willing to take my lumps when the time comes, but Should we this talk is about it. So what? Oh, you didn't hear about the paid, uh, the, you, like uh, video service that lasted paid 24 video. hours because of the outrage on Twitter. You no. don't go on Twitter. You don't know nothing. No, I don't know anything about Twitter. But anyway, I didn't hear anything about it. So so as it, that, we won't talk about it now. <laughs> uh, we no. saw you mentioned the Santuli Cantina before, and mm-hmm. I just saw that there is a now a full menu yes. for it. Um, have yes. you looked through it? Uh, not in a while, so I don't have it memorized. But I could tell you there are there's a lot of rice, and the, you know you could pick like well you read it you have it right up in front of you. Well, we got kids meals, well, basically kids just meals. hot dogs and things like well, that. We have uh, the blueberry cheesecake we were talking about. Right. Uh, a chocolate cake with a you know some sort of layer on top or this kind of thing. Um, there are there's again once again the dogs are. <laughs> there are um, multiple beers that seem to be um, brewed specifically. Yes. That was the thing that stuck out to me when yes. I read this before, and that's the reason why I went looking for it um, because there are beers and wines that are mm-hmm. named like you know Pandora Amber, right. Pandora Grog, um, which is green. <laughs> Um, including yeah, well. apricot and peach with a hint of wheat on the finish. No, thank you. The beers uh, might be okay, though. Um, and then there is a Banshee Chardonnay and a Banshee Pinot Noir. So that's uh, kind of cool doing that. But the entrees are very limited. Right. Um, there's a chicken bowl um, with vegetables and things to that effect. Um, there yeah, grains. Is a, yeah, like there's that. a grilled beef bowl. There's a fish bowl. There's a tofu bowl. Right. Something called a cheeseburger pod, which I'm not really sure what pod means there. It, it almost looks like a like Have a you very, seen picture. Yeah, it looks almost like a dumpling kind of thing. Oh, that's kind of cool. And yeah, whatever. It's kind of neat. So, so they got a few things. Um, right. It's a little different, but I mean, we'll see how. And they are experimenting with this app, which Mike right. mentioned briefly before. And um, the other ones on it, by the way, Dave, will be Flame Tree, Pizza Fari and Restaurantosaurus will all follow that um, uh, that model where you can order it on your app. We know, they haven't announced when it's going to start. We know Satuli Canteen obviously will start on May 27th when the place opens. Right, right, right. But we don't we know don't, when the app thing is going to start. Right, we don't know if the other restaurants will be before that or at Any the Any other time. parks participating in that? Oh, they all are. They all are. So, so you're going to be able to 15 different uh, eateries that have that. I don't have the list in front of me. I just know the, the Animal Kingdom ones. It's hard to believe that they feel that they that they are technologically ready for this. It's true. They still haven't uh, figured still out have problems with stuff. Every time yeah. I go, they have a problem. There's still problems with stuff. So I can only imagine this is going to be a nightmare for the cast members who are, you know, not getting the orders that they're hoping to. Be is it getting. really that hard though? I mean, you just it, put the order, uh, put hard. your name on there, and and it should be the. I mean. I don't know. You would think. You would think. <laughs> anyway, let's. Uh, it's time to head over to Gorilla yes. Falls. It is sure. time to head over to one of my absolute favorite places. Uh, really, anywhere. I mean, I just the, this is this is my my uh, guilty pleasure is walking through Gorilla Falls. Mike likes Maharaja, and I've said I think a couple times that I, I kind of tick better like Pangani. What are you talking Gorilla about? Yeah. We, on the last uh, the uh, two questions, yeah, I ago, think I said that. You said I think it was a draw. A, I think it's a draw. Yeah, it's a draw. 
But Such you a know waffler. what? The, you know what the difference is, though, Mike. I call you ego. What? The more I think about it, there's no place in Maharaja where I would just sit there for a while, like you can just sit there in the gorilla exhibit. Like you can just stand there and watch them do their thing, and the viewing there is so good. Like the viewing at the at the at the tiger one is a little tough because you're looking through windows and going, you okay. know, you know. Okay. Uh, and I will also tell so, you that the aviary, I believe, in Pangani, or sorry, Gorilla Falls, I'll probably do that four or five times during the course of this episode. Okay. Gorilla Falls is better. You have the weaver birds, which are fun to watch. Yeah. You have the, uh, you know, some others, you know, I'll actually get to one of the birds, too. I kind of just put the map over my head and walk through the aviary pretty quickly, I'll be honest. Well, you're no fun. So, um, here's how this is going to work. Mike is going to name these ten things. I am going to honestly tell you in each one of his names whether or not I knew it or didn't know it. <laughs> if I get more than five, Mike owes me a beer. Oh, wait, so, wait a minute. We didn't talk about this. This is the rules now. So here we go. Uh, I would have upped the ante here. I, these, I was, these I was, the, this was geared towards the average listener. I'm the average listener. I mean, there's another one of those animals. Um, I am the average listener. So I, I think I can I think I can make it happen. Oh, you're over average, five. Over five. Listener. And I will honestly tell you. So folks. over five. So if it's five. All right, go ahead. All right. You ready? If it's five, you win. All right, so I like, I, you know, this was, again, I said this before. This was uh, a friend of the show, Cassie's idea, and I, we might do this more often if it goes well. Okay. Uh, and if okay. we know that this is going to be the deal where I owe you, I'm going to really go obscure. <laughs> <laughs> well, if we, if we start doing that, we're going to have to How figure out another way to do it. And then figure out another way to do it. Like, you say something, and I have to tell you whether it's true or not. We'll do something like that. All right. Are you, are you ready? Yes. So, Dave, number one. You, we all know that the um, uh, the name of the place is Gorilla Falls. We also know that it was originally called Gorilla Falls when the park opened on April 22, nineteen ninety eight. I'm assuming you knew that. And Do I get a point already? No. Okay. And it end, and that name changed in July of nineteen ninety eight. Only a few, couple months later to Pangani, and it was Pangani all the way to May twenty seven, two thousand sixteen. Right. Did you know, Dave? That the name Pangani means place of enchantment. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna take a no on this, and I'll okay. t- because I yes I have heard that. But if you had phrased that, Dave, what does the name Pangani mean? I wouldn't have gotten it. But I have heard that before. I've read it in my research in certain places. And but it's not something I kept in my head. Here's another little interesting tidbit about the name Gorilla Falls. The name stems from the end of the uh, the last exhibit where there's a waterfall coming in the bachelor herd of the gorillas. There's also a waterfall in the family herd uh, or troop right. me, of the gorillas. But that particular waterfall, the one in the family troop, was not there originally. It was added much later on as a form of enrichment for the gorillas themselves. Really? Yes. Yes. So. Wow. It was named Gorilla Falls, but the, one of the falls wasn't even there at the time. Cool. You ready for number two? I am. Glad that wasn't two right there. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Kalunda. He is the fictional director of the Conservation School and Wildlife Reserve. And he's referenced in several spots. I want to see if you know. I'm going to name some the of them. Okapi. What? Is he in the Okapi? He actually is in the Okapi. Yeah, he's on the paper. That's right. The he's story. also on, uh, at the, uh, there's a big quote of his uh, on the trail that says, we did not inherit the earth from our parents. We only borrowed it from our children. Yeah. Finally, Dave, do you know where Dr. Kalunda has his desk? 
by the naked mole rats. Correct. There's also, there's also a second desk Woo! of his. Do you That's know where like, his second desk is? Second. This is all desk. number two. Second desk. That's one by the naked mole rats. Is it by the gorillas? It by is. The, indeed. The, you got the, that one. Yeah. Yes, he has a desk there. He also is the uh, person who wrote up on the chalkboard and right, did a talk right, about right. the gorillas. Right. Um, about the anatomy of the gorillas that he talks to the students. So, Dave, I would you imagine you, a, a professor drawing that gorilla on a chalkboard? Would take hours. It would take hours. <laughs> you would you would think that the professor may do that ahead of time. I would hope so. <laughs> I would hope so. Number three, Dave. yes. Oh, copy are from a very specific place on planet Earth, and it's not where Harambe is supposed to fictionally bleed. This I know. Harambe is from East is supposed to be in East Africa. A port on the ocean. Correct. And Okapis, however, are from Zaire in the Central Africa in the Congo right. uh, basin. Disney fixes this problem with some pretend newspaper clippings over in the Okapi area, where it explains that due to habitat destruction and civil unrest in Zaire, where we all know about the various civil wars that have been going on for a while, they are attempting to start an East African population here in the Harambe Wildlife Reserve. Again, as you said before, Dave, there are quotes from Dr. Kalunda in those newspaper clippings. Yeah, that I definitely knew. That was on the I then that was first brought to my attention. I think on one of the tours I did, like the uh, Wild by Design or one of those. Okay, okay. So that's three so far. You got two of them, right? Two, two, two uh, and one. So you're I'm, <laughs> I'm 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 four away from you buying a beer. Fair enough. Mole rats, Dave. We all know about naked mole rats. And when you enter the building, you, as you mentioned, you pass by Dr. Kalinda's desk and the and the cabinets, which, by the way, you can open them and look at some uh, displays and things like that, some hands-on stuff there. But there's a wall missing in the research center, and that is um, the research center itself was built on a hillside, and when they started building it, they noticed a naked mole rat colony uh, in the dirt there. So they kind of glassed it over so people can study the naked mole rat. Here are some of the most unusual habit uh, uh, traits of a naked mole rat. Let's see how many of these you actually know. First of all, I didn't know about the wall. You did not. So I lose. Okay. Um, yes, if you notice, it's, it's, it's a building when you walk in. There's yeah. three walls. One wall is just dirt. I've noticed a lot of design things about the, wall, about the building, but I never, never heard that part about the wall. Naked mole rats, of course, live in very arid, dry areas of, the, of Africa, and they have some fascinating uh, traits that are found in no other mammals. For example, they don't feel pain on their skin. You can cut them, and they would not feel pain. They have no pain receptors in their skin. That's crazy. It has incredibly low respiratory and metabolic rates, so it can conserve energy better than just about any other mammal. Wow. Most small mammals that you see, like rats and mice and gerbils and stuff, have gerbils. life expectancies of five, six years tops. Naked roll mat, naked Say that again. have li- can live past 30 years, an incredibly long period for a rodent, unheard of. They are also impervious to cancer, and they are the focus of cancer research currently today. I would hope so. And finally, Dave, there are uh, only two species of mammals that are eusocial, and the other being another mole rat in, uh, in Africa. And that is that it has a sh- social structure, and I have a feeling you might know this, that are much like ants and termites. There is one queen who has several breeding fe- males. All other females are sterile until the queen dies, 
and another female takes over that role where her body expands by increasing the space between her vertebrae. Sometimes that involves some fighting amongst the females. There are also workers who are sterile and who gather food and maintain that the is tunnels. Nuts. So that's is the naked mole rat. People rewind about thirty seconds and listen to that all again. <laughs> it's insanity. <laughs> they are fascinating. That's incredible. My oh my evolution has made some strange turns according to its course, huh? So you got a big goose egg on that, David. Uh, that was a zero. So what am I, two and two? Yeah, you're two and two. Uh, all right. We are moving on to number five. And you'll notice I've sort of doing these in the order of the exhibits themselves. Okay. Um, kind of, sort of. There's a big nest when you walk into the aviary of um, the uh, Pangani Forest. Oh, excuse me. See, I did it. There's one. Gorilla Falls Forest. <laughs> it is a huge nest, and it's right to your right on the walkway. Dave, do you have any idea which of the birds built that nest? It is the hammer cop. That would, I, if if I had to come up with the name of a bird there, that would have been the one I came up with. <laughs> it is, but that would not have been because I knew it. It is a very unique bird, and it is, and uh, there's only there's a couple. Uh, Can't a, be very unique, by the way. I don't want to be your. Uh, that's true. I don't want to be your uh, your fair. grammar teacher for today, but you can't fair be very enough. <laughs> fair enough. Uh, it is. Uh, I often call them on Twitter, which I know you don't go on anyway, so it no. doesn't matter. I call them my right. favorite Disney couple. It's a a pair of hammer cops that live in the uh, Gorilla Falls. They share characteristics with both storks and pelicans, but it is so different from all of them that it's it's its own family of bird. There are no other birds in its family. They build these huge nests. Some of them are much bigger than the ones you see in the aviary. The record is over five feet across. And um, they start by making a platform of sticks held together with mud and then build walls and a domed roof. And they are compulsive nest builders. Sometimes they'll build three to five a year, not even using them. So that is number five. That's crazy. Cool. Okay, Dave. I think you're going to know this one, but I'm going right. to say it anyway. Number okay. six, we're going to move to the... Um, actually, why don't we talk about this one first? I apologize. I skipped a little bit. The okay. chicklids. Do you know what a chicklid is, Dave? It's a little piece of gum. Close. You see a lot of fish as you walk around the trail. Um, a lot of them very colorful. This, you can find them both in the aviary as well as when you get to the hippos later, right after the aviary. These are different species of chicklids from Lake Victoria and Africa. Now, in 1950s, Nile perch were introduced into the lake to create a fishing industry. And it's actually, even to this day, a pretty successful fishing industry of the Nile perch in Lake Victoria. Lake Victoria being the size, roughly, of Ireland. Um, however... That's big. That is big. It's a big lake. However, because the chicklids are not used to Nile perch, these are perch are predatory fish, Right. Um, they had no natural defense for the predator, and they were almost completely wiped out. And Oops. as many as um, there were, have been as many as 400 different species of the uh, chicklid in these lakes, really? um, filling various niches and wow. et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and the perch has wiped out about half of them. That's incredible. Um, and with many of the other species near extinct levels. So I don't know if you knew that one. No. <laughs> Dave, you only got two so far. You better, you better my, round. My you beer be- is slipping away. <laughs> Let's move to the Grevy's zebra. I know okay. you know. Uh, I know Grevy's zebra. Yes, but did you know when the f- exhibit first opened, there was meerkats there, like there are now, uh-huh. and warthogs, 
which was a homage, as they say, homage. to the Lion King. Yes, I did know this. In the years since, other animals have been there. There have been uh, Dick Dicks and Jeronuk. What was that first? Dick Dicks. Uh, they are a small uh, antelope from <laughs> Eastern Africa that just stand just over a foot tall. So and I actually small. have pictures of them. I'm, again, folks, I apologize for the wild... Uh, <laughs> The wild uh, noises in the background. I actually have pictures of the of the antelopes. They were the ones that could climb. No, you are incorrect. Which are the ones that could That's that go the up? next one I was about to talk to. That's the Jeronook. They have a, oh, yeah, 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 elongated yeah. Uh, necks. They have long snouts. Uh, they have long, excuse me, long necks, and they can stand on their hind legs and reach leaves. Um, and generally, these leaves are out of reach for most antelope. Now, of course, we have Grevy zebra which are an endangered species. The grevies are the largest and most threatened of the three different species of zebra, and they are only found in the arid grasslands of Africa. I knew all of that, so how many points do I get? That's three so far. Okay. Yeah, That was only one? Correct, but we're... we're Felt like five. You've got three out of seven so far, Dave. There's only <laughs> three more to I go. I gotta run the table. <laughs> and these are actually gonna be pretty quick. I gotta run the table. Do you know what the hidden Jafar... Rock is the The hidden Jafar rock. Let me think. Let me think. Hidden Jafar rock. Let me go in. You got to be pretty specific here. Yeah. You can't just say the hippo exhibit. No. Okay. Is it what you're in in the hippo exhibit? No. So when you cross the suspension bridge, or when you're getting to the suspension bridge and uh, the gorilla exhibit, and you have okay. the, the bachelors on your left, and very noisy today. I on know, the left, it really is. I'm sorry. And um, it gives you the real feel of the gorilla falls. Yes. The uh, bachelors on the left and the family on the right, there's a large rock right to your right-hand side. It's, you know, maybe 15 feet tall. And it has a name? It has a name, David. It's the wow. Jafar Rock because if you step back and look at it in profile, it looks like Jafar from Aladdin in profile. Really? Yes. All right. That, that is a cool one. That's so cool. I'm going to remember that for the next time I go, <laughs> so I can look it up. All right, Dave. So we we've officially realized you're not getting a beer. No. Number nine. No, so why don't we move right on to the last two? They're pretty quick. Okay. See if you know these. Jabari. Speaking of, it's close to Jafar. Jabari was actually the first gorilla born in the Gorilla Falls. Yeah, that I didn't know either. However, what people don't know is he was actually born well before the park actually opened. He was born in November of 1997. The animals were put into uh, many of these exhibits months in advance of the uh, park opening so they can get used to their surroundings. And Jabari was the first gorilla born. I think there have been four gorillas now born, including two very recently. Recently, I was just going right. to say that, yeah. Um, there was one like in 97, there was one in like 2000 or 2001, and there was a long gap until the, the yeah. two were recently born. Um, and but Jab- so, folks, don't say it didn't open until 98. The animals were there before the park opened. Right. So the Jabari was born a good five to six months before, before the, the park, park opened. actually yeah. opened. So it actually opened with a baby, and that was really neat. Yes. That was really cool. Last, perhaps least, I don't know. You'll tell me. Hmm. There is I don't some, know. I've done so poorly here. I don't even know what to say. early concept art of Kilimanjaro Safari. And in it, 
were pictures of uh, drawings of the gorillas actually in the safari ride. So the early rendition yeah, I think I've seen that. of the safari yeah. shows the truck going through, through the, uh, yeah. uh, the gorilla exhibit. Right. Um, I don't know if it was a matter of we don't want to run over baby gorillas. I don't know if it was a matter of cost. Um, certainly, I think it was probably the best thing to do because you don't, as you were saying, Dave, before, you like to watch the gorillas for a period of time. Yeah. You wouldn't get to do that on the safari ride. For, I mean, I think the monkey uh, rock section where you drive past the mandarins, you, if you see them, it's a fleeting glimpse. That would have been much better, I think, as part of uh, that Falls. That is an interesting question. I, 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 would be, I would like to know the answer to that. Why? Because, I mean, essentially they can make a gorilla exhibit large enough to be there. I mean, look at the size of the exhibit for the, you know, for you, the for the for the hyenas. That's sure that's you separate and you can do like sure. the, where the copies are yeah. and stuff like that. I mean, you don't have to have the, the cheetah have a the huge have a huge area that right. they're in. I mean, there's so it's not size, it's uh, it's something else. Uh, maybe the separation of the two right. family units. Um, I don't know. We'll have to find out. Yeah. Well, yeah. Exactly. So. Um, it was an interesting early concept of it, and um, it was a very early concept of yeah. it. They quickly ditched I have that seen idea. That, though. Yeah, um, you know, well before they started building anything, it was already uh, established there would be a trail with yeah. gorillas on it. But it's an interesting look at an early look at Kilimanjaro safaris. Mike, I know you always talk about like you know the panda, the giant panda is the one is is you know one of the is the the biggest attraction animal that they're out there, and there's sure. always ones that you know that 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 uh, draw a crowd. But the gorillas up in that level of. Oh sure, yeah. sure. I mean, gorillas are like. I mean, I'm not uh, the only one who who sits there for half an hour at a time. No, no. I would say, um, you know, pandas are because they're so rare. Because pandas are so rare that uh, you, um, they do draw big crowds, and of course they have that teddy bear look, et cetera, yeah. et cetera. Yeah. I would put koalas below them because again they're rare and they have that teddy bear kind of cute and cuddly thing going on. There's a group. I've of, seen them too. They're, they're very boring. They're very boring. Yeah, pandas um, are better, as far as viewing. Perhaps behind that, I would put things like big cats, gorillas, elephants, or big yeah. draws. Yeah. Um, I think those are probably the biggest so ones cool. after that. And those, yeah, you know, it's those so, are much more common in zoos than chimpanzees. They tend yeah. to do a little bit better. But anyway, they're so cool. And and maybe I, the reason why I ask is because you know the two zoos that I go to all the time, they're a centerpiece animal. I mean, they're they're a, the exhibit is a huge one of them know, being the Bronx Zoo, Animal Kingdom, a, and the Animal Kingdom. Yeah. I mean, they're they're huge parts of those as far as the zoo exhibits go. I just didn't know if that's the case everywhere else. Uh, well, I think um, many bigger zoos want to have at least some species of great ape, and the vast majority of them um, are gorillas. Because as I said, gorillas are easier to keep. They're also yeah. much more docile. I mean, people think of King Kong and stuff like that. But <laughs> chimpanzees are much more uh, difficult to keep. Um, there are some, obviously some zoos, um, the Maryland Zoo in Baltimore, Detroit, mm-hmm. a couple of others that mm-hmm. have chimps. But gorillas are more common. Maybe that's the next thing they need to, the next property they need to buy to make a land at Animal Kingdom. What would that be? What Skull that? Island. Well, they already have that at Universal. <laughs> Forgot. I don't know. I've never been to Universal. I, mean, yes, I, I was at what? Yes, we were at Universal once in the 1980s. And you know what Lou Mangello looks like? I don't know what Lou Mangello. Looks like. Stop lying to the public. I don't know it, Lou. But I'll tell you this, though, folks. That ends our 10 things. If you did better than five, 
All you need to do is uh, tweet <laughs> Mike at Jabo everyone, and he will buy you a beer. I am not doing that. So um, if you could do, if you did better than that, don't you know where to find him? <laughs> Uh, I guess that's it, huh? That is it, sir. All right, folks. So there you go. Ten things you never knew about Gorilla Falls. I kind of like it. I think we'll uh, we'll go with this again, especially for the ones that we've done like the walkthroughs with. Right. You know, in the past. That way, if you you know, you can always go back and read and or Speaking listen of to other ones. My yeah. Next walkthrough. Yeah, is just about have, ready. We have some come. We have another walkthrough coming up. People always ask for those, so we have another one coming up soon. And uh, I have booked myself down to. Uh, to uh, see the Pandora land. Did you get your fast passes yet? I have not. Um, oh, you're 30 days out, right? Because you're not staying. I'm on 30 property. days out, and I'm not. Um, I'm there with the little guy, so the chances of me going on the e-ticket are very small. Well, you go on the boat ride, uh, but I'll go on the boat ride, and uh, I'll certainly see it. And I'm going to try to bring a little. Yeah, I'm going to bring my recording stuff, my phone and my headset, so I can record maybe a little walkthrough kind oh, okay. of thing as we're going through it. But I will be there about a week after it opens, so uh, you'll have lots of pictures from me on that. But we have a couple more shows scheduled between now and then for sure, um, and we're going to have Mike do a sort of joyous tribute to all things Pandora right before we open. Okay, Mike? I don't know what that means. I don't know either. Uh, anyway, three and a half minutes. So, so yes, or a minute and a half. <laughs> so, for those of you who actually enjoy our show, um, as opposed to Bungalow Thirty Three, uh, please go to iTunes and leave a nice rating for us because our average rating is still five stars. But we don't want Mike's little slip ups about beloved podcasters <laughs> to cause us to to go under five stars. So please, if you enjoy the show, I ask you. To go to like iTunes and uh, leave us a, re- a review there uh, and a rating um, for reasons that I don't quite understand. It does help to get the word out on the show, um, and so that always it's always helpful when you do that. Uh, the other thing you could do if you have any questions or comments, you can certainly email me at jomboeveryone at gmail.com, or you can do it via Twitter to Mike at Jombo Everyone. He will answer that. I will occasionally answer the Twitter at Radio Harambe, although um, my no Twitter is... Yeah, because uh, my Twitter now no longer is on my phone for reasons I don't know, and I can't find my password. So uh, I have been off the Twitter for about a week now or ever since the you Mondello can't thing for came. for a new password? Uh, I can. I just haven't been motivated to do oh, it. All right. Um, but I will get to it eventually. But the next if, episode, I'm just going to talk about all the podcasters that I love. That's a great idea, like... Name one for me now. I like the Parish guys at Wedway oh, Radio. I love the Parish boys. They're Josh Taylor over great. at uh, Josh Modern is great. Radio. See, there's so many great ones. The Enchanted Tiki Talk guys. They're great. Yeah. Very lovely fellows. Great. Uh, the great. Magic Kingdom podcast. I never heard that one. Don't bother. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but they're friends of mine. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the moder- uh, the uh, uh, Mighty Men of Mouse guys, yep. very good friends of mine, you know. Yeah, there's a um, lot of them no, out no, there. No, no. There's a lot of them out there. Uh, <laughs> and all of those, you can go on iTunes and search for them and certainly listen to their shows. A lot of them are fun and, and, and well-informed and, and generally more positive than us, though not all of them. Um, we tell it like it... it uh, 
We just tell it like we think we it is. Have it's all opinions. it is, Mike. It's all it is, and we're here to express them. We're not uh, and on we the thank payroll. every single one of you for uh, supporting us over the years. We've been here for a long, long time, and uh, we thank you for uh, always coming back and always listening and always sticking with us. And if you want to get into like more of a discussion on this, or you have some things you want to ask us, that I just gave you all the different ways you can get to us. Um, so I guess that's it for Safari Mike. I'm Dave McBride. Kwaharini, go well, and thank you for listening to Radio Harambe. Now, who do you